dog. What? You sure it's a dog? Uh-huh. He used to be a collie before he got ran over. Yum. Hey. <laughs> I got a question for you. Yep, I'm ready to hear it. Captain Gantu. Mm-hmm. This man should should he be in every movie? You think? Um. Yeah. I, I mean, think he's the best man. He is the best man at my, at, at my wedding. Um, and I was your worst man. You are indeed, Captain Gantu. Yeah. Is he shark? He is shark. Look at him. Just look at him. But he's got kind of like blue, glowy eyes. He's a big shark and, man. And elephant feet. Oh, man. I love this man. I feel like... Uh, yeah. How, how tall do you think he is? At least 20. No, he's like 40 feet tall. I feel no, like. I don't think he's that tall. I can Google this, you know. You can Google how tall Captain Gantu is? Okay. How yeah. tall... Is it how okay? How tall? Here are the choices for how tall is how tall is Peppa Pig? How tall is Nick Cannon? <laughs> how, how tall is Olaf? Um, Cap Captain Gantu. Is it G A N? Yeah, G A N T U. He is 20 feet. So, oh, wow, was 20 feet the first tall. Time. Okay. He is yeah. a muscular alien. He's so muscular. He's so strong. He is kind of okay. Shark Boy is Shark Boy. He's kind of Shark Man. Okay, his background. Uh, he's a part of the Galactic Federation. Yes, uh, this I knew. Oh no! And now I have to purchase to see facts <laughs> about Captain Gantu. <laughs> you get one for free. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh, there's a few more. What are his um, hobbies? Let's see. Let me scroll down. Hobbies. Physical appearance. We all know that. Um, He's a shark man. Video games. He is in video games. Is he? Yeah. Uh, Man, his, like, puppet version at Disney World is terrifying. Um, Oh. oh, uh, Gantu is an expert in 12 martial arts. Which ones are they? It just says 12, so... Now, this, these surely cannot be earthly martial arts. I mean, just in general martial arts. They just speak... Uh, all the Engli- aliens just speak English in this movie. That's that's kind of fun that they just don't even worry about dealing with that. Well, uh, Stitch does a little, a few little cusses in um, his that's alien... That's true. Language. There is... that. Yeah, but they just also all speak English. This were very considerate of them, is what I'm saying. Oh, cap- a fun fact: Captain Gantu is allergic to dandruff. So, okay. Yeah, he, his well, favorite he, san- he lucked out by not having any hair. His favorite sandwich is egg salad. <laughs> are you making these up? Or are these on the website? No, these are on the Wiki fandom. <laughs> I wonder if these come from the Lilo and Stitch TV show. Uh, uh, yeah, they do. Or from uh, Stitch the movie, or yeah. the spinoff Leroy and Stitch. Um, I'm actually really tempted to dive into all of that extra content, to be honest, because there, I yeah, would love to see the episode where we find out that Gantu is allergic to dandruff. Yeah. Um, maybe. Okay. Well, we're probably jumping into it too quickly here. Um, 
but my memory of Lilo and Stitch, unfortunately, I think was conflated with some of the spinoffs. Uh-huh. There were there were parts of this movie where I was like, oh, I can't. I remember what's coming next. Oh, that never happened. I guess that's in you know a spinoff version of this. Yeah, um, that's a good little teaser. I think we're in the episode now, right? Welcome to Purely Nostalgia, the podcast where we look at the movies that we liked as kids with our adult eyes, and we try to figure out if they're actually good or if we just thought they were. Um, and uh, I, let's let's pump the brakes on the Lilo and Stitch content. Um, oh, yeah. sorry, sorry, you haven't said your name, I, and I haven't either. Listen, man, I'm struggling today. My name is Eli Shapsmith, and I am the greatest good you're ever going to get. My name is Clint Jazz Hands Page, and for once, I am not the incompetent one. That would be that would be <laughs> that would you. Be me. Yeah, I was just t- I, we got into this um, this just perfectly flowing conversation about our Lord and Savior Captain Gantu, and I just couldn't mm-hmm. um, bring myself to interrupt the flow by introducing the show. But um, we're here now, and uh, I think we need to pump the brakes on the Lilo and Stitch content because. There is another, um, there's a movie that does not have Captain Gantu in it that I feel like we need to at least acknowledge the existence of. Sure. Um, Clint, have you heard of the the property Artemis Fowl? I have read the first book of Artemis Fowl. Oh, you Fowl. have? I have. Okay. Uh, when I was a kid, yes. That's interesting. So you can pers- provide some perspective for me because I have not... Uh, I don't remember anything that happened. I do remember them saying that Artemis was pale in the book. Okay, well, he's kind of pale in the movie, so they got that right, it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, Um, The book was gold. I can remember that. Yes. I remember seeing the book at our school library a lot and, like, opening it up, and I think there was a cuss in it, and I was like, this is Mm -hmm. a bad book. I can't read this. Can't read this. No, sir. Artemis was a cusser. Yes, he was. Uh, I think it, he said the B word or the D word. Mm. One of the two. But and danger. Danger, but <laughs> danger. Um, the yeah. It's, so he's like a give me give me your spiel on what you remember about Artemis Fowl because from reading the book because I haven't read it. Yeah, he was like a a spy, and uh, he like stole some stuff. I don't remember truthfully. It was a long time ago. Yeah, he's like a. From what I understand, he's um, he's a criminal. He's like a super criminal. He's really smart. Yeah. And his dad is also like a super smart criminal guy. And also, there are fairies, and they exist. <laughs> yep. And uh, he's supposed to be like this super cool, like mean kid that you like. You can't help but love him because he's like super cool, but he's a jerk. Is that is that what you remember from the book? Yeah, um, do you remember, um, there was this TV show that I'm trying to remember, I think it was called Shaolin Showdown, do you remember oh, that? Oh, yes, I loved Shaolin Showdown. There was a character in Shaolin Showdown that was like their arch nemesis. Jack Spicer. Uh, Jack Spicer, and he is always who I like thought Artemis Fowl would have resembled. That's in interesting, because I remember Jack Spicer being kind of a buffoon, too. Like, he was really incompetent, right? Yes, yes. Um, but uh, Artemis is, is competent. He's, like, good at things, right? I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember him being fairly competent, yeah. Well, the point of all of this is uh, they did a movie about Artemis Fowl. 
you seen this? You you don't have Disney Plus right now, so you haven't had the the pleasure. Well, of I re- being in- I renewed my to- Disney Plus. Oh, you did? Okay, great yeah. news. I guess for this episode for Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, in part, yeah. yeah. And there's some uh, some other things on there that I know eventually we will cover, and it will be easier just to have Disney Plus. Yeah. Well, we'll be doing Finding Nemo soon, so you'll at least need it for that. But um, yeah, they did an Artemis Fowl movie, and if you ask me, it is Artemis bad mm-hmm. uh, i believe you called it fartimus babble is that right uh well i stole that from someone else uh, i saw that on oh okay okay box review so i can't take credit for that i'm also pretty sure plenty of people have uh <laughs> have uh come up with that one on their own uh, mm-hmm. but yeah uh fartimus bowels is a good name for this movie because it's it's very very bad it doesn't make any sense and uh, we're not going to do a full episode on it because one I don't have any nostalgic connection to it. I didn't w- know that you read the book as a kid, though. If if I'd yep. known that, maybe I would have suggested we did an episode on it. But I'm kind of glad we're not because uh, it wasn't a good time to watch with my eyeballs. Uh, I, I can confirm that Artemis Fowl says damn and hell in his first book. So. <clears throat> oh, you okay? Trying to, yeah, I just when I hear those words, I just those those Artemis Fowl words. I just want to throw up. Yep. In my little mouth. I What I want to do is dive into the ground and eat a bunch of dirt and shoot it out of my butt like Josh Gad does in the movie Artemis Fowl. He, okay, hold on. So the thing is is that you texted that to me and said yeah. Josh Gad sh- uh, shoots dirt out of his behind. Mm-hmm. How does that happen? He can do this thing where he puts his... <laughs> He puts his hands in his mouth and kind of like jerks his jaw down, and makes his mouth really big, and what? Um, then he dives headfirst into the ground and starts digging, and I guess eating the dirt, and the dirt just shoots through his digestive tract and goes out of his bottom, but it just kind of shoots through his pants. Like he doesn't have to take his pants off. <laughs> you just see that... a fountain of dirt shooting out of his butt. But, but this what? <laughs> is he a this human? is the proper reaction or... no actually i'm not really clear on that because he claims to be a dwarf and then but all the other fairies um like shame him for being too tall because he's like regular human height and uh-huh. so i was like is he looks he... terrifying i just googled him from artemis fowl and he talks like this which is like yeah. when you have a really tough guy character that talks like this the first person i think should play that character is josh gad, josh gad. voice of the snowman olaf <laughs> i'm gonna shoot dirt out of my anus that's my josh gad impression <laughs> yeah that was really good that sounded ew, just like it. Uh, ew, i'm seeing what it looks like with his mouth yeah, and at the uh, end of the movie that's how he like reveals to the world that magic exists is he's like on camera mm-hmm. and he opens his mouth real big so <laughs> so then it's like uh, which i feel like the idea was like him revealing to the world that fairies are real or whatever um fairy godparents but um yeah just imagine seeing that on the news like what conclusion would you come to like it turns out that some people can open their mouth really big i would come to the conclusion that this man needs help of yeah. some kind not that this is magic I mean, uh, I saw a video where, like, a guy had these, like, 70-pound tumors all hanging off of his face, and that looked more, you know, visually terrifying than this. 
And so I didn't think, oh, that's got to be magic. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you didn't see this man and think, oh, man, he's a fairy. Correct. Let me p- tell you about the fairies in this movie because there's these like fairy police people. Um, mm-hmm. And they wear bicycle helmets. <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> that's what it looks like. And oh, they look, they're green. Yeah, yeah. They look like the the elves in the Santa Claus that bust Santa yeah. out of jail, you know? Yeah, elves with attitude. Elves with attitude, yes. They look <laughs> like them. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, Is Judy Dench in this movie? Yes, she also talks like Batman. <laughs> <laughs> she, cool. She talks like, she's like the, the head fairy lady. Mm-hmm. Who is the the man that is with Artemis Fowl? The man with white, the tall man with white hair. Is he blind? Uh, <laughs> you know, I watched this movie and I couldn't tell you if he's blind. I don't okay. think he was. I just think he has really bright blue eyes. Um, his okay. I think his deal is that he is named Butler, but he's not a butler. But he I, he yes, gets he gets that. mad when people think that he is a butler because he's he's just his name is Butler. Okay. Yes, I remember that. Okay. At one point, he gets crushed by this big monster, and then uh, they prop him up in a chair, and then they they can't heal him, but, like, um, he has, like, no <laughs> visible wounds. <laughs> I like how this, the, the image that you've put out there is they're like, we need to heal him, and then they just lean him up in a chair, and they're like, well, that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> It's funny because he dies, but his, his suit still looks really nice. <laughs> I guess all his bones were just crushed, but um, his insides are ruined. Yeah, you you cut off that soup and he's or that suit, and he's gonna spill out like chili. <laughs> they do heal him though, because they uh, they they uh, undo the magic bubble that makes um, fairy police lady not be able to do her magic, and then she heals him. So ah, I see. He lives to and, be a butler another day. And then Josh Gad opens his mouth <laughs> wide. There okay. There were several scenes in this movie, and I might be reading too much into this, um, but there were several scenes where Josh Gad was talking to like the there's like a, there's Artemis, and then there's like a fairy girl that's like the other kid main character, and mm-hmm. um, where they're talking to each other, and they're never in frame at the same time. And I was like, did they not? Were they not on set together? <laughs> Artemis needs a friend. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they got Josh Gad uh, for in, one day. In a time of social distancing, no one has been filming scenes together. Like, because there was a moment where I was genuinely confused. Like, are they in the same room or are they talking to each other on some kind of earpiece or something? <laughs> I couldn't tell. Google uh, it. No, I don't want to put that much effort into it. Um, I don't want to talk about Artemis Fowl anymore. It's a bad. Movie. Yeah, I think Artemis Artemis is is done. Um, I will be watching it eventually, just because yeah. well, you have to. Cause you read the book. It's true. I have at least some sort of connection to it, and by the laws of nostalgia, I am obligated to view this. Anyway, um, we watched a good movie too. Well, yeah, pretty good, I would say. Not together. I, I don't want to put words in your mouth yet. Um, okay, don't put words in my mouth, and I won't shoot them out my anus like Josh Gad and Artemis Fowl. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we're doing to Artemis Fowl now. We are eating it and shooting it out of our butts. It's behind us now. We're not talking about <laughs> it anymore. Um, hey, hey, can yeah. I t- give you a story really quick? I would love that. Speaking of shooting things out of your anus, um, <sighs> so I went to go buy some hay 
uh, for our backyard or some straw for our backyard. And I went to Tractor Supply to buy some straw. You're a and farmer boy now. I am a farmer boy, and I bought I bought two bales full of it because that's all that we needed right now. Hello, Mister Tractor Supply Man. Two bales of hay, please. And you put well, a big that, coin that, on the counter. <laughs> I slapped up a hay penny on there. Um, well, initially I was like, "Hey, I need two bales of hay," and he's like, "Go to the feed section." I'm like, "That's kind of weird." <laughs> you moron. And, and I was like, okay. And I went over there and I got some. And I was like, this is for a yard, correct? He's like, no, this is for horses. And I was like, well, that's not what I need. I don't look like a horse guy. And um, do I look like a horse guy? Hmm, I, I was just so. trying to. Uh, um, not with your short hair, not at all. When your hair yeah, was longer, I, you maybe could have passed for a horse guy. Yeah, maybe. Um, but so I ended up getting some stuff for my yard. And he's like, are you tax exempt? And I was like, no, I don't think so. Uh, what, what do I need to be tax exempt? He's You're like, like well, I go to have... church. Does that count? <laughs> uh, I was like, well, what is it? What requires me to be tax exempt? He was like, you have to have animals that produce stuff out of the South End. And I was like, oh. ew, that just, that's just a, that's an icky way of saying like you sell manure or you sell eggs or something like that. That just, that sounds icky. Oh, that's me. what the, okay. Well, I mean, if you started selling some of Nacho's poop, um, you could be tax exempt. That's true. It, it would take a lot of poop. I mean, what anything. you need is a Josh Gad. You need a pet Josh Gad that can go tear up your backyard. <laughs> and you could sell all that dirt and say, this dirt has been through Josh Gad's intestinal system. Yep. Through Tony Award nominee Josh Gad's intestinal tract. Mm-hmm. You could sell that for a lot of money. I mean, you could get so much hay and pay no taxes <laughs> for it. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Sorry, that's my that's my story about anuses for the weekend. All right, we'll have another anus story probably uh, on the next episode. Mm-hmm. Seeing, Surely, seeing as how the world's going. Um, <laughs> so. There's a movie called Lilo and Stitch about Lilo and Stitch, and uh, we watched it, and we're going to talk about it, because it's not Shark Month yet, so we're not talking about sharks yet, but there is the ocean in this movie, and there's a man who's kind of like a shark, but no real sharks, you know? He's shark adjacent. He is, um, he's, he's pretty much a shark. I feel like he's a shark. Are there sharks in Hawaii? Uh, like, is Hawaii known surely, for sharks? I, surely, yes. I mean, you know how, like, New Smyrna Beach is, you know, really known for shark attacks? Yeah, I think um, there's probably less than there are, like, on the... Uh, I don't know. I'm just talking. I don't actually know things. How, how many sharks are in Hawaii? Did you just Google that? Yes. And and I'm hoping it says, like, seven. Seven sharks. <laughs> <laughs> it says... <laughs> It says forty. Oh, that's such a. <laughs> there are forty sharks. Blown. There's okay, and then as I read down, it says there are about forty species of sharks in Hawaii. But ah, okay. <laughs> but it just you know how Google like will like zone in on what it thinks is the answer to your question and put it in really big text at the top of the screen. Yeah, it yeah. says there are forty sharks in Hawaii. <laughs> I'm googling Hawaii Chick Fil A. Okay. Uh, there is no Chick-fil-A. There is a Chick-fil-A in Hawaii. Wow. Um, cool. Cool. Awesome. So you ever been to a- Hawaii? 
No, not yet. Um, I'm hoping to soon. Once I know how to surf, I'm going to the to the. Um, well, that's not East Coast. I mean West Coast, but you know, I want to go to the West Coast or to Hawaii or something. You know, we uh, we were going to go to Hawaii on our honeymoon, but um, but you instead decided to go see Venom. This is true, uh, but no, it was hurricane season, so we decided not to. Mm. Um, yeah, we were going to go to Maui, but we did not. Um, where do Lilo and Stitch live in Hawaii? Uh, well, in the movie, it, they say there's no big cities around here, so okay, I would assume co- that they don't. Wait, Kauai? What? I don't. I don't know how to pronounce it. Kauai? Ka- yeah. Ka- it starts with a K. Yeah. It's but, like the the f- second furthest left island. Okay. Um, what? It, let's let's get into our personal experience with the movie Lilo and Stitch. Um, sure. And I would like for you to go first. So I truthfully, I don't remember when I first saw this movie. I was thinking about it last night, and I think the first time I actually saw it was. Um, our pastor at church, I was really good friends with his son. Um, he was my age. And I think I remember seeing it at his birthday party um, when I was a kid. I remember seeing the commercials for it more than anything. And I remember being tr- genuinely kind of confused about the commercials because as a, as a kid, I was very literal. Um, and I remember them like, in the commercial showing Stitch is like an alien, you know, like riding through space. And then in the next shot, they're like, he's a dog. And I'm like, you, he is not a dog. He's, a, we just saw him. He's an alien. And like getting kind of being kind of confused about that. Um, but I don't, I, I'm pretty sure I initially saw it, um, you know, as a kid uh, at my youth pastor, or I'm sorry, at my pastor's house. Um, I can remember like the promotional material, uh, the original poster was like, you know, the Disney characters like gathered around Stitch and he's just like sitting on his butt with a dog collar on and they're like, here comes Stitch or something like that. Um, and just seeing like, a, I can remember the, like I said, I can remember the promotional material more than actually seeing it the first time. Hmm. What about you? Um, yeah, I don't really remember the first time I saw it. I can't remember if I saw it in theaters or not, but I know that I saw it at a very, very early age and have seen it very many times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like I did see it in theaters cause I don't think we owned it on uh, VHS or DVD because I can, I have this memory of our big tub of movies that I would sort through when I wanted to watch a movie and I can mm-hmm. remember all the ones we had in there. And I don't think Lilo and Stitch was in there, but I know I saw it in an early age. So I think I saw it in theaters and then watched it on TV a lot because it would it was on TV a lot. I feel like um, on ABC yeah later and stuff. later on it became like really common on TV, especially mm-hmm. when they had like the spinoffs. Yes, and uh, and then I watched it. I've seen it at, like several times within the last few years too. I feel like just um, I don't really know why, but um, just I've been it itching to watch Lilo and Stitch. I watched it again about a year ago. And, uh, and then I watched it again yesterday and, uh, Clint, I'm going to just go ahead and tell you, I think this is maybe the best movie ever. (laughs) (laughs) I, I mean, you know, no, well, I guess spoilers of getting ahead of where we are. This movie is fantastic. 
No, I mean, I think we're in the, um, we, we can talk about our opinions of this movie now. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think, okay, so I'll, I'll just go ahead and say it falls, I, I keep a running ranking of all the movies we watch on the show. This one is right behind Incredibles on my ranking um, mm. because Incredibles is one of those movies that I just I, I'll always tell people like, yeah, like that's kind of my go to like favorite movie. I don't know that it really is, um, but it it's my go to because I think it's kind of a perfect movie. I think depending on what mood I'm in and the day of the week, this movie is right up there with it. And uh, it's uh, it's perfect. It's 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 incredible. I love it so much. Yeah. Um yeah, this movie's just great. Uh, it it's got two things that are, you know, both terrifying and beautiful: space and the ocean. Two um, of the best things to make your movie be about. Yes. Um. Do do you remember like rumors of there being a live action Lilo and Stitch? Yeah, ever? I think that's still official. I think it's still happening at some point. Oh, really? Yeah, there's just not a whole lot of info on it, but... Well, I'm Googling live-action Lilo and Stitch right now, and um, there's a picture of what the live-action Stitch is supposed to look like, and he looks bad. Okay, yeah, that's fake. I'm looking at that. (laughs) That's something some fan made. Yeah, it sucks and I hate it. (laughs) Here's Stitch, and Lilo is being played by Cardi B, so that that can't be... Yeah, I don't think that's real. Um, Real... Um, yeah, I mean, Stitch is cute. He's very cute. Um, yeah, I think if you, in making live action Stitch, they need to go the detef- Detective Pikachu route. Like, I just agree. make him look exactly like that design, but with, like, big shiny eyes and, uh, realistic textures. But, yes, I agree with you. Um, with the, these people... I can't believe that they said the, you know, when they saw him stuck in a car, they thought, aha, this is dog, because he looks (laughs) like a koala more than anything, right? Yeah, he doesn't look like a dog. I like in the movie when she goes, like, he used to be a collie before he got run over. (laughs) I I missed that part, but Um, it's a good line, which is uh, one of the things I love about this movie is it captures childhood so perfectly and just like what it's like to be a little kid that hears random things that adults say and that influences the way you think and you spit them back out in a different way so like yes. I, I imagine that like her and nani were talking about like i wonder what kind of dog he is and nani was like um i don't know i guess like parts of him look kind of like he could be a collie or something and lilo hears that and's like okay so he used to be a collie um, and then he got run over he got and run now over. he looks like this and now he's a blue mess <laughs> Yes, now he's all bruised up and, and gross looking. Um, yeah, I, I have to tell you, um, you know, when when Stitch walked out on the beach in his little Elvis outfit and he looked so, like, dumpy mm-hmm. in it, it, it's adorable. It's so cute and so sweet, and I, I love him very much. I love, I love this. I love this alien dog. I, love, I love this dog so much. <laughs> I love him when he is dressed up as Elvis and he's playing an Elvis song. I I I forgot, you know, that he, one thing that I forgot about was that he's like hyper intelligent. Uh, you know, I thought that he was just kind of like a ticking time, which he is like a ticking time bomb, but I thought he was, you know, like kind of dumb. Um, and when Lilo first meets him and she's like, hi, and he kind of just reaches out and he's like, hi, <laughs> like waves at her. It's It's funny. Yeah, I think um, when I am 
talking about how it's the greatest movie of all time, I think there's a hint of exaggeration there. And I just had like a transcendent experience in watching it last night. But I Mm -hmm. do genuinely think it is like easily top uh, two or three Disney movies and like probably in my top ten movies. Oh, wow. That's bold. Is that bold? What I mean... Well, you, I mean, I I guess I, I'm talking top, top two personal Disney, movies that I love. Okay, well, I mean that's fine. That's your you know that's your prerogative. Um, but okay, so for what, what for you, what makes this work so well? I guess I think it is what I talked about earlier about how it captures childhood, which is I think the the Miyazaki movies. Do, which I rewatched or watched most of them for the first time about a year ago, and have been rewatching some of them again recently. And I which think, oddly enough, this is tied to Miyazaki in some way. Well, uh, what are Kinda you referring sorta. to exactly? Well, the voice of Lilo. Oh, okay, sure. Uh, is yeah. the the girl from Spirited in Away in the English dub of Spirited Away? She yeah is, yeah yeah. Um, it's Lilo, which she she is great. That the voice of Lilo is just fantastic. So I think oh. it's. Um, what the Miyazaki movies, particularly like um, My Neighbor Totoro and Ponyo, which is uh, actually the greatest film of all time, um, they get that what it feels like to just be a childhood and not have be a childhood, be a child and not have any <laughs> worries in the world except for what is right in front of you at that moment. And um, I think this movie captures that really well. And I just love the theme of just family and like how Lilo is a cute little mess who like gets a cute little mess of her own and that teaches her that like maybe she needs to like take it easy on Nani who is like doing her very best but really struggling because of all of the the crazy situations that Lilo gets her into and like also just Stitch finding a family and that love um, that they share and that line at the end I want to read that line because I, I, I think that is the moment where we know that I don't cry in movies. It's not something that really happens for me, but it almost happens right. sometimes. And is it, it almost means family and family means no, not that. Family. That's a great line too. But it's specifically when he says to uh, the alien lady at the end, he goes, "This is my family. I found it all on my own. It's little and broken, but still good." And that was like, I, I, <laughs> I don't know, man. I didn't. Yeah. I just it hit me like a ton of bricks. It's a perfect film. <laughs> I I believe that this movie it was nominated for best animated feature, but I believe it was beat out by Spirited Away. Yes, which is incredible that both the main characters were voiced by the same person. Um, at least, well, in the English dub, you know. But right. either way, the property of Spirited Away won. So yeah, um, I don't think I've watched the English dub of Spirited Away. I need to do that because. Um, Lilo's very it's good. good. It's good. Yeah. But I mean, I absolutely agree with you um, on why it works uh, on. So one, it works on so many levels. Um, it's just kind of unyieldingly kind, which is something that I, I think that in a lot of ways, you know, we don't get into what is currently happening in the world really ever, but it we're in kind of a deficit of, you know, overly kind things or, you know, just kindness in general and um you know this it just it hit right if that makes sense yeah it definitely um i think in a i when i was watching this i was in a place where i just felt especially emotionally vulnerable and just needed something soft and fuzzy <laughs> to remind me that there's goodness in the world and that was 
one reason it was so effective this time around. Um, but there, there are not a whole lot of, um, like, I love the animated Disney movies that we all grew up with. And I don't think there are very many of them that I watch and I say, like, this is kind of a perfect movie. I think Lion King comes close to that for me. But even mm-hmm. the the last time we watched it, when we reviewed it on this podcast, I was like, eh. Like, I, there, I don't know that I think it's perfect. I think it's very good. But Lilo and Stitch, I think, is perfect. Um, and there's not a whole lot of other ones I would say that about. So I think it's it the best long. one. I will say Lilo and Stitch is long compared long? to... Yeah. Um, it's less than 90 minutes. Is it really? It's an hour and 25 minutes. That's the definition huh. of a short movie, my friend. That is a short movie. I don't know. Maybe, I, and we talked about this earlier, um, mm-hmm. I think that I started conflating, you know, like the uh, Stitch movie or part of the TV show with this. Because yeah. I, I can remember clearly there was a scene where they're like talking to the Alien Federation at like a lighthouse or something like that. And... I could have sw- and I thought that it was at the end of this movie, but I guess it didn't happen. I guess it's not in this one. Hmm. Um, do you remember that scene, that set piece at all with nope. Lilo and Stitch? No. Nope. And I've seen at least one of the sequels, but I don't know which ones I've seen. Uh, hmm. And I think it was just like in passing on TV, so I may not have even seen all of it. Yeah. Um, but I-, I don't know. Maybe it's because I was anticipating something else happening, but. It never did, so that maybe that's why it seemed like it was long. Yeah, I think it's because uh, you're we, stupid. Um, we but. never did say our personal ratings with this. Oh, yeah, 5 out of 5, 10 out of 10, perfect movie. Yep, uh, I'm right there with you, 5 out of 5, 10 out of 10. Um, and truthfully... 7 out when, of 7, 20 out of 20, and you know what? I think if you go 69, I think it's 70 out of 69. Nice. That's a good metric. Uh, it's an all-around good movie that I cannot wait to show our children. And by our children, I mean Is this mine. an announcement? Yeah, I mean mine and yours. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I have I have seriously contemplated. I'm like, whenever Chandler and I do have a baby and we are like at the point where we know it's healthy that we can announce to people... Um, I, I hope that we're still doing a podcast because I want to tell you on the podcast. Okay. I've Yeah, I would look forward to that. Um, so that we have. I don't want you to feel like you have to like announce it on our show, but I feel like that's something that you would want to do. So, um, Well, I, I just want, I, I guess in some selfish way, I want your reaction recorded or someone's yeah. reaction recorded. So. And, you know, it might get us some, some extra downloads too. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's you could just be point, like, baby. I got some news. Um, check out the latest episode of my podcast if you'd like to <laughs> know what it is. That's how I'm going to tell people about this. Yeah. How, tell my parents about it. Hey, mm-hmm. mom and dad, come listen. To, I know you've never <laughs> listened to this episode or, or to my podcast at all. You you go to your parents' house for Thanksgiving or whatever, and you've got a baby. And your parents are like, wait, you had a baby? And you're like, you must not listen, listen to, to my, my podcast. podcast. <laughs> Um, when your sister had her, or, you know, announced that she was having her baby, her first baby, did she do it in any, like, kind of creative way at all? Or was she just like, I, don't I got remember. a baby? Okay. Um, for my sister, when she had her baby, you know, she told my mom, and it wasn't really creative, but when she told the rest of our family, it was at Thanksgiving, just by the way that it rolled around. And she wore a shirt that said, like, 
I'm a mom and her husband wore a shirt that said, I'm a dad. And <laughs> no one, no one like commented on it for the whole Thanksgiving. And then finally at the end, she's like, did nobody notice my shirt? And they're like, what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so um, Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch. Um, okay. So did you notice how long the cold open is? <laughs> like, Oh, I love it. It's like almost 10 minutes before we even see the title. You get that whole thing of Stitch escaping and we are introduced to the world of the aliens. Um, And then when he is headed toward Earth is when it cuts to the title. And you're like, whoa, it's been like 10 minutes of this movie. I love that. You don't see that a lot in kids' movies, I feel like. No, you don't because like kids' movies are typically very literal. Like here's the start. Here is you start with the title so you can know like you know I'm watching Trolls right now. I'm watching Minions, whatever. Please don't um, watch Trolls do- during our podcast recording. Yeah, please don't. Um No, I'm talking to you. Like I need oh, your head in the game. I'm, I'm exit exit the window on your computer that is Trolls. All right, hold on. All right, I'm not watching Trolls anymore. Um but you know this this movie, I think it doesn't talk down to its audience in any way like it, it's it it it's very smart and it lets you know that it's it's wanting you to think through what you're watching and it's not just you know throwing pretty colors or easy set pieces at you i agree Sorry, because i just burped um congratulations um Thank hold on you. let's see what the audience thinks of that they love it Thank you. Thank you. all right calm down guys calm down um yeah i agree and i think that this movie like introduces every element of the story in a way that's very easy to understand. It doesn't feel forced. And I think when I watched it as a kid, I didn't really latch onto every single detail of the world. Um, Cause there's a lot of stuff that's introduced right in that first two, 10 minutes of like mm-hmm. Jumba is the guy who created him. Plickly is like um, the guy who works for An the Earth Federation expert. and was sent to like monitor Jumbo while he gets stitched back, which I don't think I understood that as a kid. I was just like, well, these two funny aliens are going to Earth to get stitched back. I didn't understand their relationship to each other or anything like that. But like it's it's set up in a way that even as a kid who doesn't really understand a whole lot, you can understand what you need to understand. And yeah, yeah. What you said earlier about being confused about um, is Stitch an alien or a dog or whatever. I remember being confused by that too as a kid. Um, like, I was oh, yeah. like, why, why, uh, like, why, why can he suck his arms in and become a dog? And like, is, is he, I like, they would talk about him as a dog and I would be like, I thought he was an alien. <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't yeah, have that capability I would get to be frustrated like, because I'm like, this clearly does not look like a dog. <laughs> you yes. can tell that yes. this is not a dog. <laughs> but it also makes sense that like, uh, you would, what else would you think he was? Like you say, he looks kind of like a koala, which is true. But like, if you're in Hawaii and he was on the yeah. dock, like he got hit by a a truck on the road, like I would think, oh man, that's a weird looking dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he's bruised. That's why he's blue, and he's got mm-hmm. big old ears. And I feel like he acts like a dog. A subtle detail that the movie doesn't really spend a whole lot of time on, but uses effectively for a lot of um, jokes, is just the fact that Stitch is indestructible seemingly (laughs) yes they don't like he doesn't become a superhero or anything like that he just is impossible to kill (laughs) which i love 
he's indestructible, hyper intelligent. He can lift three thousand times his own weight, which I can remember later in some of the spinoffs, and I thought it was in this one for whatever reason. He like gets crushed by something, or he can't lift something up, and they're like, "I thought he could lift three thousand times his own weight." And the villain that he's fighting is like, "Well, this is three thousand and one, or something like that." And like Jumbo had created him to be like very exact. Um, I also I thought and something I never noticed or even remembered as a kid is you know Jumbo talks about how he's like basically programmed for destruction and programmed for you know, X, Y, Z, his programming is going to slip in uh-huh. or uh, start to activate. And, you know, he, he will, if he, he will be drawn to large cities where he will clog sewers, um, clog sewers, backup pipelines and steal everyone's left shoe or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is very funny. And he like gets on that, uh, three wheeler, the big wheel to ride around the Island looking for like a big city and basically, it's the fact that he's deprived of his programming is what fixes him. Yes. It turns uh, him good. That is really genius. The fact that, that the setting plays into that so much. They even yes. mentioned there are, no, there are no cities here. So he literally builds one in Lilo's room that he can destroy. Yeah. Well, I think that this movie, parts of it were heavily rewritten. Did you know that? Um, no. You know, the part where... Um, he, they're flying the spaceship like through the mountains at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, originally, when they had done a rough animated cut, they flew to the big island of Honolulu and were flying it through like a big city. Oh, yeah, were, that like, would have cra- been bad. <laughs> crashing that, through that buildings. Well, because they were crashing through buildings, but months before 9 11 had just happened. Oh. And so they're like, mm, this is bad. People probably won't feel too good about this. So they basically had to rewrite that they weren't around any big cities, but it happened to be so serendipitous that it it, it just happened to work out that way. I really like um, that the ending is very simple. That whole ending set piece is just them flying kind of over the ocean. It's that they don't Mm -hmm. go to a big city and destroy the whole thing. You know, I'm, I'm glad that that is what they landed on. I think it's much better. Yeah, there wasn't it. And by doing that, too it would have complicated things you know it, yeah. they other people would have seen the aliens and they would have had to you know erase their memory or whatever yes um, but no one except for the guy uh with his ice cream happened to see the spaceships what do you think about the animation in this movie so i i don't i don't know a lot about like animation styles truthfully so you're probably asking the wrong person um but you could say if you liked it or not <laughs> no i liked it i do i do like it um but it looks very different from other disney movies yes um in a good way yes i read a little bit about that and um it's essentially uh one of the directors there's two of them um i believe it's chris sanders it, that was kind of his drawing style and they just kind of went with it which typically mm-hmm. disney would try to probably make it look more like their house style because like you know you look at like beauty and the beast and the lion king and stuff like that those are all like there's definitely some similarities there but this is like much rounder the character the the people like are not really trying to look like real it's not cutesy it is cutesy (laughs) like well 
I feel I mean, like it's it is not cutesy. Like, it's not Disney cutesy, I wouldn't say. You know, um, it's not like they don't have like big, bright, beautiful eyes. Um, they don't, they, I, I, they look, to me, the people look kind of ugly in some ways. You know, they, they, too realistic. You know, they don't have like the big, beautiful Disney eyes or like long flowing hair. Um, they, I don't know. They, I'm they looking look at different. a picture of, uh, Nani and Lilo and Stitch on a surfboard right now on the IMDb page, and I'm just thinking that they have big, beautiful eyes and their hair is long and flowing. <laughs> so, like, I, but I guess when I think about like uh, Cobra Bubbles, which is um, a king, <laughs> we love, we love this man. Yes. Um, yeah, I can see what you're talking about, um, but I I love the style. It's very I unique. Um, and you know, these are the same guys who went on to make How to Train Your Dragon. So mm-hmm. um, I think both of them did the first one, and I think the sec the second and third one were just one of them. But um, I don't I don't love those movies quite as much as a lot of people do. I think they're fine and fun, but just the sure. the world of those movies is like that's why you watch those movies like yeah um, the world of the island that they're on i guess these people like making movies where people are on an island um, <laughs> which i'm a fan of uh but that's just beautiful and um i love like this is um watercolor backgrounds for most of the animation which was yes. something that disney did a lot in the early days but they hadn't done in a long time and they brought back for this um mm-hmm. and it looks really really good you can always one thing with watercolor backgrounds, which almost it almost feels like an Easter egg when you're watching it, is you can tell like if something is gonna be moved or yes. something because it's like it sticks it's not out. watercolor. <laughs> it's not watercolor. It's like actually animated. So you're like, man, they're really struggling to get through that door, but the door is not watercolored, so you know that they're gonna be able to get through it. Yeah, and that was something that I don't think I was. Um, really aware of until this watch, knowing that it was watercolor backgrounds, it was much more noticeable to me. Like anytime they're outside, um, it is very much like, it just looks like a watercolor painting with people in front of it. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's awesome. Uh, I love the design of the aliens. I love that Pleakley has two tongues. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Just a very subtle thing. (laughs) One, uh, I, I don't know. This is something... I guess it's good animation or good storytelling in some ways where like Pleakley and Jumba, they, they do not look like humans. You know, Jumba has four eyes. Now that I think about it, I guess you're right. (laughs) Four eyes. He's a big elephant looking man uh, or like a rhino or hippo or whatever. I think he's supposed to be like a crab man without claws. Like is he? Yeah. Cause all of the aliens are um, inspired by sea creatures. Okay, is Pleakley like a squid or something? I don't really know about. Yeah, I guess he's kind of squidish, but um, right. well, think about like the villain in uh, Monsters Inc. The, um, he doesn't yeah, he look sure. kind of like Jumba, and he's like a crab man. Like his head's kind of crabish. Yeah, I guess, but um, I don't know. It's good storytelling. To the part where initially when you see them, it's like, oh, these are aliens. You know, they they are not pretty looking. Uh, they don't look human, so they're naturally kind of you know, you're kind of standoffish to them. But as it goes along, they start to look normal. They start to, like, you forget that they aren't people, I guess. Um, I never I don't know. forgot That's... that. Well, <laughs> I, I did notice something where there were several shots where I guess these were 
quickly redrawn because it was in like the flying scenes um where like jimbo was like redrawn quickly and he was like disproportionately smaller than what he had been in the original shot Hmm. or in the shot before like his head was like round Uh, i guess it's a bad movie actually yeah well hey i'm just picking up what you know they left for us man i'm not saying that's bad but it was there um what do you (laughs) i love when they're people and they're in like disguise and like uh (laughs) like pleakley still has one eye (laughs) like jumba puts on the sunglasses so he's like kind of hiding two of his eyes so i guess that kind of works but like pleakley is a one-eyed woman (laughs) yep i I just like how they're like how they're a married couple that's their yes it's great and it works because that's kind of how they they interact is that they bicker like a married couple you you brought up a a potential flaw in this movie, so which proves that it's actually a bad movie instead of good. Um, so mm-hmm. the egg is on my face now, but that just made me think of the one thing that I have a question about that I'm not sure is a problem with this movie. I want you to convince me that this isn't a problem, but I can't really make sense of it. Okay. Um, at I'm the ready. end, when they convince Jumba and Pleakley to help them, um. Uh, Stitch Stitch convinces Jumba. He's like, "Help me!" And Jumba goes, "No." And then he's like, "Asks him again." And Jumba goes, "Okay." He's very convincing. Yeah. Uh, uh, what What's up with that? Like, why are they suddenly deciding to help them? And then even more than that, why do they decide to stay on Earth forever? Because <laughs> uh, that's just how the movie had to wrap up, I guess. Um, uh, I I don't know. I mean. I think that at a certain point, like when they were fired, you know, from the Federation, it was just kind of like, okay, whatever, they were, were done. You know, th- they had realized that uh, Gantu, or is that his name, Gantu? Yes, Captain Cap- Gantu. Cap- that Captain Gantu had been sent, so they're like, okay, I guess that, you know, F it. We're, we're, we're part of the good guys now, or, or in their view, we're a part of the bad guys now. So I guess I so. Know. I wish that that had been clearer in their conversation though, that I, instead of him just saying, it's very convincing that I, I, I wish I knew why they were changing their mind, but whatever, it's fine. I don't actually care about it. Yeah. I mean, it, it works, you know, because the, it's one, it's an animated movie, so they can kind of, they can write, really write their own rules. So he's just like, yeah, okay, fine, whatever. Let's, let's I, get this I disagree with that logic. <laughs> I think for an animated movie, your your movie still has to make sense. I don't think well. that because it's animated, you get to cut any corners. I mean, aliens aren't real. That is true. I didn't think about that. And Pleakley so? has two tongues, and most people don't have two tongues, and he's not even a person. So uh, yeah, I guess, hey, I also guess right. you said you said that most of the aliens were designed after sea creatures. This what is what I little, read online. What were the so. little henchmen? Because they were like velociraptors. I don't know. I just saw something that said that their aesthetic was inspired by sea creatures, which makes sense. I mean, Gantu is a shark man. Um, the like Federation leader lady is not like she. She her head looks kind of like it could be a fish or something. Like it makes sense. She's got dinosaur feet. Yeah, I mean, I think you're just thinking about it too much. Like, it's, I'm, I'm too literal. Again, yeah. we've hit we've hit this before. Uh, Ving Rhames as as cold Cobra Bubbles is um, <laughs> maybe the best performance of the decade. I yeah, I did laugh really hard when uh, he like first met Lilo, and she he she's like, 
your knuckles say cobra on them. <laughs> uh, yeah, he is a king, and we stand. Um, Ving Rhames. And it's funny because he even looks like Ving Rhames. Yes. Um, yeah, he, look, he, he is himself. Um, yeah. Uh, I Okay, going back to the animation a little bit, um, there are a few times in the movie where it kind of goes into the, the using 3D models and stuff, which Disney did quite a bit of during this time. It was the time when it was like them still figuring that out and their movies would have certain scenes that have 3D sequences, you know? Sure. I think this is the only movie where that actually works. What were the sequences? I'm trying to remember. It's always very subtle. It's not like a whole sequence. It's it's just like yeah. an element. And it's usually like a ship or something. You can kind of tell like, oh, that one is kind of like a, a 3D model. Um, Was it when they were in space? Uh, I th- I don't remember like exact moments. I just remember that it was chips. Oh, okay. So, but like, I but I think the fact that it's that subtle speaks to it being like it just really it meshes really well with the rest of the aesthetic. And I think part of that is just how like round everything is. Mm-hmm. Whereas like something like Beauty and the Beast or The Little Mermaid is like everything's kind of a little bit more angular, and I feel like yeah. it sticks out more. Um. But I don't know. It works really well in this, I think. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even notice. But yeah, like you said, typically that will usually stick out like a sore thumb. But didn't notice it this time. Let's see. Anything else we need to hit on? Uh, Stitch got hit by a truck, and it was graphic. (laughs) Yes, he did. He got (laughs) hit by a few trucks. Um, Lilo jumped on a girl and punched her in the face, and you saw that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which, to be fair, she deserved it. Yeah, she deserved it. Yeah, um, she was very mean. I'm on Lilo's side, 100%. Yeah, um, punched that red-headed girl in the face, too. A lot of Elvis mu- music, which I love very much. Love Elvis. I have a Elvis record behind me that I'll listen to sometimes. Hawaiian yep. Roller Coaster Ride is a wonderful song. Love that as, whole sequence. As somebody that has defined their 2020 aesthetic as being surf surfing, Mm-hmm. Um, did this movie trigger something in you or did it make you like excited that this is your new aesthetic in any way? Um, yes, I was just on board with everything. I was like, surfing is great and everyone <laughs> should do it. And I wish I uh, knew how to actually do it well. Hopefully- you wish you could be surfing right now? <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh, the ocean got a t-shirt that me. says, wish I was surfing. <laughs> I could wear like when I go to funerals and stuff. <laughs> Rather be surfing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you've given me an idea. Yeah, I'll have like a, a, a t-shirt, a sign on my office that says like "Gone Surfing." Like, well, um, we're in Tennessee. <laughs> there, I, I can't remember what uh, company it was. I think it was. Um, it's an outdoor company. Um, I want to say it's like Pat. It's not Patagonia. Uh, it might be Columbia. They were based out of California, and their. Um, CEO would just you know they'd be working and the CEO when they were kind of smaller would like come around everyone's office and say hey surf's up and then the whole operation would shut down for the rest of the day and they would all go to the beach and surf um that that's something that I remember reading and we uh my professor at the time this was like one of his favorite business philosophies of like you know choosing to make it fun and in class if somebody you got one of these a semester no matter where we were in class, if somebody said, hey, professor, surf's up, we would stop the class and then just leave. Wait, wait, wait. So everyone in the class got one per semester? 
No, just one in general. So well, who could if you, decide it? Well, that's the thing is that he wouldn't tell you that this was his thing. Uh, it would just like have to be passed along from somebody oh. that's like, oh, you have Dr. Deloach's class. At some point, make sure to say surf's up. Could it and be so, like on an exam day? Um, I think that was the only rule is that it couldn't be on an exam day. Hmm. I think his plan, uh, I don't know, kind of sucks. Well, he was the VP of Kawasaki, so uh, he was kind of a big deal. He was the VP of Kawasaki. Um, hey, Elisha, surf's up. I'm getting off this podcast. You jerk. I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. Are you still there? <laughs> oh, no. Are you there? Oh, sorry, I just got back from surfing a huge wave. You said surf's up, so I ran out real quick and did some surfing. What was frustrating is that we've had instances where our connection has been lost, but I could hear your breathing, and I was like, (laughs) I don't know, is he there, or is he just doing a bit that's going on for a long time? Wasn't doing a bit, was just shredding some quick and R. Ew. But uh, I think it's time for us to revisit a segment that we haven't done in quite some time. Mm. Uh, This is a very nice and wholesome movie, but some of the times people commit sins. (laughs) And it's time to talk about Lilo and Stitch's sinful moments. You really really had me there with that one. I had you? You had me. I I was gripped with your description. Um, so Sinful Moments is the segment where I open up the Parents Guide section on IMDb and I try to get Clint to guess um, what he thinks are in each of the five sections. The sections are sex and nudity, violence and gore, uh, profanity, alcohol, drugs and smoking, and frightening and intense scenes. <laughs> and there's a lot in here. So uh, we'll just kind of touch on some of the high points, but which one you want to start with? Um, violence and gore. Okay. Um, what do you think is in here? There is a scene where they are fighting in a house and they destroy the house and they're shooting guns at each other. Uh, yeah. Let's see. That is violence because they're throwing plates and pictures and gun, gun goo at each other. I agree with you. It doesn't actually mention that scene by name. It does that is dumb. say that there is some slapstick scenes with Jumba and Pleakley ambushing Stitch. Uh, okay, yeah, it does say, and they destroy Nani's house. If one watches the deleted original version, they will find that it is more violent and was what? deleted due to how dangerous, <laughs> due to how dangerous the antics were. Stitch looks at the camera and says, you can do this too. <laughs> <laughs> These antics are too dangerous. That's like, uh, y- you know those old things with Disney where it was like, my kids were watching Aladdin and I came in and they were s- reciting satanic rituals and they were like, <laughs> Aladdin told us to do it or whatever. When it's like in um, uh, Lion King, Lion King uh, when he... I don't know, the dust spells out the word sex or something. Or it was the stars in the sky spell out sex. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any any other pervert. guesses for violence and gore? 
I mean, no, they, uh, Stitch gets run over by a truck. Yeah, that is not, oh, no, okay, yes, it is, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, upon landing on Earth, Stitch is promptly run over by a semi-tractor trailer truck. <laughs> but since he is genetically designed to be super tough, he is no more than knocked unconscious, as, huh? and he loses his guns. <laughs> I uh, I do want to recognize a moment that I really liked was when Stitch was trying to get back on the spaceship. He hijacked a tractor trailer full of gasoline and drove it on top of a volcano and just laid on top of it and ripped it open and then it exploded. Yes. You got to have very... a scene in a volcano if you're in Hawaii. It was cool. It was a cool scene. I liked it. Um, any other guesses for this category? No good ones. Is yeah, there anything worthwhile in there? Uh, that's kind of... Let's see. Re- realizing laser guns are trained on his genetic material. Okay. S- Stitch spits at a guy to make the later s- lasers shoot at him, and they blow the a hole in the shooter. wall. The guns then fire at Stitch, as do several guards, but he manages to escape. Uh, Thank let's on- goodness. Let's move on to another category. Where do you want to go next? Cussing. Okay. The profanity. Um, let's see. There are... <laughs> Yeah, there's some stuff in here. What what are your guesses? I'm going to assume it says something like Stitch says something in Alien, but we're to interpret that it is a very bad cuss. Yeah, it says Stitch says a gibberish phrase to which Jumba in shock replies, leave my mother out of this. <laughs> um, solid uh, joke. Well, there's a, there's a scene in, in the very beginning, the uh, prologue, when he's like in the Alien Federation, he like says like Nana Krishna or something like yeah. that and the robot up on the platform starts throwing up nuts and bolts <laughs> which is a funny joke actually okay yeah it does mention that it says some aliens react with disgust when Stitch says something presumably obscene in an alien a- language but it is unknown probably he is just babbling why are they assuming that they're like trying to give Stitch the, the benefit of the doubt here <laughs> Yeah, there's like mm, that. I'm sure that was meant with. I'm Ill sure intent. it was fine. <laughs> um, uh, there is something about um the S word. Lilo calls her sister. Uh, stinky. Simpleton? <laughs> stinky. Oh, really? Yeah, they say the S word in this. Um, she does say butt. She uh, says get. She says your butt is crushing me. Hmm. That's which my parents would not have liked that when I was a kid. And then the only other thing is girls bully Lilo, calling her crazy and freak. They also mock yeah. Stitch, calling him ugly. They do say that. Which is You're the right. worst cuss. She um, did say that is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Is uh, that redheaded girl that deserved to be punched. Yes. Uh, let's skip alcohol, drugs, and smoking because it just says that there are people with tropical drinks on the beach. Yeah. But whatever. I'm pre- um, yeah, I'm pretty sure Jumba drinks like a martini at yeah. some point. Um, so we've got sex and nudity and, uh, frightening and intense scenes left. We're just going to sex and nudity, baby. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? There are people in bathing suits. You see bathing suits. Um, a a late teens girl wears a skimpy Hawaiian top showing non-pronounced cleavage. (laughs) Non-pronounced cleavage. Okay. Um... A big man with no shirt on is very sunburnt. <laughs> uh, morbidly obese people are seen in <laughs> photographs with no shirts on, is what it says. Yeah, because Lilo photographs them and puts them in her room. 
Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Um, what else is there? Give me, give me some hints. Because you said well, before we got on here, you said that there is a shocking amount of things in this section. Yeah, there's a bunch. There's a there's a lot of items, but they're all just stupid stuff. I want to read one sentence that made me laugh. Um, okay. It says, "Stitch woke up in the kennel naked." <laughs> He, he is and a then dog. He goes, we are he goes to the rest of the movie naked. <laughs> yes. Um, That's to assume that like the spikes and stuff on his back and his antennas are like his genitals or something. Uh, it says Stitch forcefully kisses an old lady at a hotel. She screams loudly. Yes. Uh, that scene was funny. Yeah. But you sh- yes. But kids don't do that. Don't, don't do <laughs> that. Don't do that, kids. Um. Let's see. It contains infrequent, very mild sex references. I mean, not really, but whatever. Like, like what? Yeah, it just says that vaguely. Um, <laughs> a little girl tells a young adult boy that her sister likes his butt, as she has written in her diary, which is yes. true. She says that it's fancy or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which uh, maybe it is. I don't know. Fancy butt. And then they also have a problem with the the moment where Stitch puts a bra on his head. Yep, that's true. At the very end, uh, where he's like Batman or something, and yeah. he puts a puts a bra over his ears. He's bra man. Has a cape. He's bra man now. Bra dog. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah. Uh. Let's see. Frightening and intense scenes. Anything that you want to guess from here? Um. Lilo gets abducted by a, a shark man alien. Um. And they got to get her back. So, yeah, it doesn't that say that she is abducted by a Sharkman alien, but it says the appearance of Gantu can be pretty frightening because of his face and is really, really tall, is what it says, <laughs> and is a good yeah. guy. Hold on. It says because of his face and is really, really tall and is a good guy, but frightening from his appearance. First of all, he's not a good guy. Like he he's kind of the villain. He um, becomes a good guy, though. I yeah. feel like. Yeah, I mean, there's not. That's one thing I like about this movie is there's not really a clear cut villain. Like there are, yeah. um, everybody's kind of pals at the end. Like it all works out fine. How come when, uh, well, like Stitch saved Gantu's life, um, and then when they like got on the spaceship and were just floating in the water, Gantu was just kind of sitting on the wing, looking defeated. I love that. Like, like uh, they mentioned something about how. Like the molecular structure of the aliens means that they're not like compatible with water. Was that just his thing? Is that he's afraid of the water? Um, I think so. I mean, because uh, Jumba also mentions that with Stitch too. He's like he's yeah. going back to the water. Like he's shocked yeah. by that. Yeah. Um, aliens don't, don't like water, I guess. Um, I mean, we we did learn that in uh, Signs. That's true. So, um, not it's really just something consistent. Yeah, uh, I just think it's weird that they they say Gantu is scary because I think Sketch, Stitch is way scarier looking. I disagree. I think Gantu is scary. You're out of your mind. Stitch in alien mode is scary and ugly. He's cute to me. I think. I think he's cute when he's a dog. He's cute as an alien too. I think Gantu is very cute. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you just kiss him then? I would like to, frankly. Um, he yeah. only got one tongue though. That <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Sorry, Ple- this Pleakley point. has one hundred percent. 
more tongues than Gantu tongues. <laughs> um, I think that's that's about it. That's it for simple moments. Thank you for You're, being sinful with us today. Uh, oh, I thought you were thanking me. Um, yeah, thank you, listeners. Well, yeah, yeah, and you for for being sinful with me. Thank yeah. you for doing sin with me. Uh, okay, we didn't. I just we didn't let, sin. We just talked let, about sin. Let the record show that Elisha and I have been sinful with each other. We today. didn't. No, we haven't. Um, three questions. We do it every time. <laughs> Yeah. What are the questions, Clint? Do you know what they are? I always read them. I bet you don't even yes. know. Our three critical questions are, is this movie good for kids? Is it good for adults? And does it stand our patent-pending, purely nostalgia test of time? Um. Yeah, you used to say patent-pending, and you don't say that anymore because I never gave I you the chance. I just did. <laughs> I know, but I never, I never give you the chance to. So I think you should read the questions so that you can say that. Uh, well, I mean... You're you're still applying for the patent too, so yeah, I know, but I just I never remember to say it. So, um, yeah, fair enough. Uh, yes, this movie is good for kids. Are you crazy? It's the best for kids. Yeah, I cannot. I am eagerly awaiting being able to show this to mine and Elisha's children. Uh, is it good for adults? Yes, it's good for adults. It's the best for adults. It's even better for adults. Does it stand the test of time? Yeah, I'd say it gets better with with mm-hmm. time, with yeah. age. It's like a fine cheese. I'm going to watch it again tomorrow, and it, I'm going to decide that it's actually really is the greatest movie of all time. You're, are you really going to rewatch it tomorrow? No, not tomorrow. But I would like to, this to be one of those movies that I try to like watch every year or so, you know? Yeah, just to remember it. That's mm-hmm. about how I am with, uh, okay. <laughs> that was a total accident. <laughs> I don't know if the uh, mic picked that up, but I hit. Which button did I hit? That was the fart noise. Okay, sorry, folks. Um, yeah, I mean, that's about like how I am with uh, Jurassic Park. Is I rewatch it, I make a point to rewatch it every year. Mm, yeah, that and movie it is has, my favorite movie. That movie has too many dinosaurs in it. Not enough, if you ask me, folks. Nah, too many. Let, I, I just read the book too. Uh, you know what movie is uh, better than that? What? Uh, Lilo and Stitch. Um, I don't know about that. It's it's far better. That's up for debate. No, I don't know about far better, but it's. I mean, yeah, I I I like it way more. Um, I got nothing against Jurassic Park. So, uh, this movie gets fed to our raptors. Speaking of Jurassic Park, yeah, um, <laughs> have at it, clever girls. Uh, this is a good one. It was a good one. Um, and it's it's poi flavored. What is poi? Uh, I don't know. I don't even know what you're saying. They poi. They mention it because um, Nani is like a, she works at a like a authentic a quote unquote authentic luau restaurant. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's her like boyfriend's name? Uh, David. It's something like that. Danny or something. Yeah, it's it's like a really just generic name. It's uh, um, David. Yeah. It is David? Okay. Played by Jason Scott Lee, Mowgli himself. Oh, really? <laughs> Mowgli from the uh, the the version of um, Jungle Book that was filmed at Fall Creek Falls, partially. What? You didn't know about this? No. What are you talking about? Okay. Listen up, pal. <laughs> Pause the podcast. Yeah. Um, let's see. What year was that Jungle Book movie? Um, it was 1994. Um, have you seen this movie? I've only seen parts of it. 
No, I haven't. Jason Scott Lee is Mowgli, and uh, part of the movie they filmed at the at Fall Creek Falls, which is a uh, state park in Tennessee that you and I have gone camping at. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's the I think it's specifically the Monkey City. My um, my dad would always tell me this when we go to Fall Creek Falls. He would take me to the specific point and and like point at um, where there's a there's this one shot of the movie where they digitally inserted the monkey city in and it's literally just a, a little valley at fall creek falls it's pretty cool that's insane why would they film it at fall creek falls <laughs> i guess it was cheaper than going to the jungles of india i guess yeah but that's just it it's so specific yeah i know but, it's pretty awesome okay though. all right i i take your word for it um but where were we going with this? Oh yeah, poi. <laughs> poi. Like a, I just looked it's it like up. A dip. It's like a, a purple. Um, it looks like kind of like those smoothie bowls, you know. Yeah, but there, you... there's a part where Nani's like the table at or the guest at table nine are all out of poi or something like that. Gotcha. I I really want to know what it is. What does it taste like? It's a delicate flavor. Poi can be a acqu- an acquired taste. It's bland. Some don't. so it's gross. <laughs> yeah. Um, kind of looks good to me though. You like bold flavors, yeah. But this says it's bland, so I might not like it. I don't know. Yeah, I want to try it though. Well, how anyway, about it? Anyway, um, should we talk about Shark Month? Man, we are about to dive. Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, I'm diving in. What? Who sings that song? I'm diving in. I'm going, I'm deep. going deep. I don't know. My head, I wanna be. One of those uh, guys. We're, but anyway, we're diving in. We're going deep into Shark Month. Uh, shark 2020. 20 Shark Team. It is the year of the shark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we, update your calendars. <laughs> uh, and we were just discussing earlier the word July... Uh, delete it from your ca- your vocabulary. It's just shark now. So mm-hmm. May, June, May, June, shark, August. Shark. Yep. Um, so our next episode will be about the movie Jaws, which is not a children's movie, but that's okay. Um, there, <laughs> yeah. Now it is it is a children's movie in the sense that there is a child that gets eaten and dies in a fountain of blood. So mm-hmm. does that make it a kid's movie? I mean, yeah, sure, and it's rated PG. So it is rated PG, um, so it's fine. And it has uh, breasts in it. Oh yeah, it does have that. So, um, guess we'll be reading sinful moments for this next one. Yeah, maybe it might be too on the nose though. Um, yeah, true. And then after that, we're gonna do Finding Nemo, which is a movie about some fishies, and there are also sharks in it. Mm-hmm. And then after that, Shark Tale. Which has Martin Scorsese in it. It does. He is, I think, a puffer fish. So that's Which very cool he and made, fun. He made The Wolf of Wall Street. And wolves are basically the sharks of the land. That so. is true. So that is probably some subtle um, kind of subtext. Yeah, that was some stunt casting, if anything. Mm-hmm. So just be um, doing your part to think about sharks for the entire month of July. It's the least you can do. And uh, watch these shark movies with us. Yeah, I mean, Independence Day, yeah, Shark Month does have the fourth of shark, but uh, for the most part, think about sharks. Yeah, think about sharks. 
Um, and you should follow us on all of our social media. Um, we're on Twitter at Purely Nostalgia. We have an Instagram account at Purely Nostalgia Pod. I have a Twitter account. It's at Elisha P. Smith. And uh, I'm also on Letterboxd at the same username. And TikTok is for babies. But if you are a baby and you want to follow me on TikTok, I'm at Mr. Wallet. M-I-S-T-E-R Wallet. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Clint J.H. Page. Ah, I, 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 I messed it up. Clint J.H. back to being less incompetent. I know. Clint J.H. Page, the J.H. does stand for jazz hands. We did it. We're Now that this episode is over, we're in Shark Month now, even though it's not the month of Shark yet. Yeah, when this drops, we will be a few days away, or I'm sorry, like a week away from uh, Shark Month, but... Uh, I'm basically feeling it by now. I'm and, feeling uh, if it, you, too. If you didn't go back and listen to our most recent episode of Looney Tunes Back in Action, go give that a listen, too. Speaking of Looney Tunes Back in Action, I think we need to add this to the canon of our um, outro. Um, uh, mm. I think we need to to add a buddy 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 Is that okay? Can we do that? As long as you make the outro song Hawaiian Roller Coaster Ride. I would do anything for you. So <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> That'll do, Donkey. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Kenneth, for listening. There's no place to rather be. So I like collard greens. They're one of my favorite vegetables. And I'll yeah, they're good. I agree with you. Eat them. Like if I'm going to just like cook some chicken or steak or something, I'll have some collard greens with them. You put hot and sauce I, on them? Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And I uh, bought the big can this time instead of <laughs> instead of the little got can. got the big can. I was like... Feeling incontinent. I was like, this will feed me for two nights. But really, I don't know how much was in there because I ate some and then i was like man this is so many collard greens put the rest in a little tupperware thing and then like i was like i'll eat the rest of these tomorrow so i just take the whole tupperware thing and you know heat it up Mm -hmm. and i'm like planning to eat the whole thing and i'm eating it and the level of collard greens is just not going down and i keep (laughs) looking at it i'm like there's still so many collard greens so i was like okay i'll just shut the lid on the tupperware thing and try to finish this tomorrow and that repeated like four or five times somebody's playing a joke on you (laughs) <laughs> Someone just keeps putting more collard greens in my Tupperware. Uh huh. But it was funny because um, I just kept eating it straight out of the same container, and then I just put the lid back on, put it in the fridge, and then and then, and every time I'd add more hot sauce. Um, so like by the last serving, they were really really <laughs> just spicy. Just keeps getting really spicy. 